Have you ever had a woman tell you to grow some balls? Maybe your boss takes advantage of you. Maybe you let your kids run the house. Maybe you still go to your mommy for approval of your decisions. Maybe you let your woman step all over you. These are some of the most cutting, painful things you could say to a man. You're weak. You're a coward. You need to man up. Some men feel like they've never had balls. Other men feel like they had balls, but they can't find them anymore. So how do you get your balls back or find them for the first time? So I think, you know, balls are such a, a heated topic. We've got to really define what we're talking about here. And to me, the real issue here is courage or lack of it. So courage is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. Or at least Webster told me that. <laughs> By definition, nice guys avoid pain, challenge, conflict, and tension to keep their lives feeling smooth and safe. But this limits their ability to find fulfillment and happiness. And some nice guys feel totally emasculated. Others live with a feeling that they're not a full-fledged man. So welcome to the Nice Guy Show. I'm Ari Graff, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. So I'm going to assume that we've all felt like cowards at times in our lives. So I'm going to start with this. When did you feel most like a coward, Faisal? Oh, this is uh, quite a, I would say, <clears throat> um, it, it's a quite a shameful topic because when I went through my divorce afterwards and I became very conscious and self-aware, at that time I was running very much on autopilot, but I was confronted with the fact was there was a part of me that was really cowardice, uh, not brave and very soft and, and oversensitive. And that created a lot of shame around, you know, the way I was showing up. And I was, you know, the message you hear was, you know, be a man, grow up, have some balls, you know, be tough. And when I used to hear a lot of YouTube, I used to watch YouTube just to learn what I did wrong in my marriage. And then when I was going through that, there would be a lot of strong men who would really trigger me. You know, you had guys like uh, Jacko, uh, David Goggins, Gary Vee, all of these guys and saying, you know, get up in the morning, do this, be strong. And I'm there, I'm going, feeling really intimidated by it, feeling really shameful by it uh, and hating it. And I was lashing out on these guys. I was saying, you know, they're not masculine. They're all bored. They're, they're like all bravado it's not really them so there was there was my part of me was feeling really embarrassed because what it was hiding was actually the fact that was there was a lot of points in my marriage i was acting like a coward weak i didn't stand up for myself i didn't share my opinion i avoided conflict i didn't say the things in the moment what i really wanted i went along with things just to keep the peace just to make everybody else happy i Criticize. I didn't have the mental strength to stand up and you know lead, rather than you know 
doing what I wanted to do on my terms. I was marched at everybody else's you know beat of drum. So uh, yeah, it's been a real real journey, but a real acknowledgement of God. It's embarrassing when I look back at it sometimes. Yeah, thank you for, for for saying all that, which I think we can probably identify with. Now, I'm gonna, I want to get to Chuck, but I want to ask you: did, did you feel like you ever had balls and you lost them uh, during your marriage, or uh, did you feel like you ever had balls? When when did you get balls? <laughs> well, biologically, <laughs> well, they, they, they just dropped. And they just, <laughs> yeah. I ordered them off of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime. You know, the, yeah, <laughs> there are aspects of, here's how I see them. Some parts of me had incredible balls when it came to, you know, creating, when I was creating my internet business, I was like unstoppable, unshakable. N nothing stopped me. I had this focus and I, I would, you know, just tear everything in the way just to create something. So every time when I had sort of great vision, when I wanted to create something, I would do it. But when it came to, when it came to people, when it came to dealing with people, that's where I felt like I never had balls. I never had balls in, in like the, the way I mentally thought about everything outside of what I was really good at and competent at. That's where I felt I didn't have any balls. Okay, so you had work balls. Work balls, yeah. Yeah, I had work balls. So, Chuck, uh, mm -hmm. when did you feel most like a coward in your life? And when did your balls drop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's, you know, as, as Faisal was talking, I was, I was trying to think of that. You know, when did I feel the most cowardice? And, it, and it's always been when it comes to women, you know, other things in life, whether it's, you know, work or accomplishments or um, even like physical tasks and things like that. I've always felt like I will pursue through those things. But when it comes to women specifically, and I think even going back to like the idea of just talking to a woman or approaching a woman or um, in relationship, having the courage to speak to my wife or even a former partner, former spouse in a way that was more courageous. And I think that my kryptonite has always been women. And, and when I think about courage, you know, I'm reminded one, one of my favorite quotes is courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the ability to move forward in the face of fear. You can't have courage without fear. Otherwise, it would just be normal, you know. It doesn't take courage for me to walk out to my mailbox, but you know, if I knew there was a bear outside, it might take courage to walk out to my mailbox. There has to be some kind of fear in order to have courage. So it doesn't mean that you're fearless. It means that your your fear you have fear and you do it anyway. And I always sort of faced everything head on. I mean, when I was 18, I joined the military. And the reason I joined the military was my motivation wasn't that I felt strong. The motivation was I actually felt weak. And I didn't want other people to perceive me as being weak. And so I thought, well, if I join the military, then they'll train me and I'll get strong and I'll have, um, you know, be, 
deadly with a with a weapon, you know, that kind of stuff. But even then, having been, you know, highly trained and and um, I still felt the sense of like a little boy inside of me. And I think it's that little boy inside of me that's sort of cowering that is where I feel like the most cowardice. That little boy who's not able to stand up and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. You know? So, um, so yeah, I think that courage is one of those things that you have to identify like where your fear is. And then, you know, as you know, Robert Glover always talks about the book, feel the fear and do it anyway. That is the definition of courage is you feel the fear and then you do the thing that you're afraid of. And every time you do that, you're, you know, you're doing a rep in practicing courage and you're building that courage muscle. I like that. So courage is a muscle. It's a skill set that you can develop. You know, I I think that's one of the things that we wanted to get across today is that, you know, you're not born a coward. You're not destined to be a coward. You know, there's cowardly behavior Hmm. and there's courageous behavior. And you can, you can make a choice about that. Um, and that's actually one of the, one of the take homes. I mean, and I got that from, you know, this brilliant philosopher, Faisal Kokar, uh, (laughs) he asks, you know, what can I do in this moment? What is the most courageous thing that I could do in this moment, which I love. So I've stolen that. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry if that was on your, your list. Faisal, <laughs> I, I, I gave you credit. Thank you. Um, hey, so Ari, what, what about you? Where, what's the moments that have been in your life where you showed up, you know, avoid of courage and, you know, showed up as coward? You know, like, like you guys, I think it was <clears throat> particularly uh, in my relationships with women, but also even, even um, with, with other men just not speaking up for myself. Yeah. Um, n- not having a spine, you know, so I, when I, when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking like, you know, I've never, I've never really fought anyone. I've never fought in a war. I've never saved someone's life. Um, you know, those are really courageous things. And then I thought about it. Uh, actually, no, I have saved people's lives. I've sure. actually, I've been involved in saving lots of people's lives as a psychologist. Um, so the, the, I had to kind of re- remember who I was, you know, like, uh, I've worked with probably hundreds of people with suicidal thoughts over the years. I've, I've worked with quite a few people with homicidal thoughts. You know, those are scary situations. Um, you know, generally someone doesn't have a weapon right there. Um, although some, you know, some people had access to weapons or access to pills they could take, you know, so it's really sitting with that anxiety, um, which, which is really difficult. It's one of the most difficult things as a therapist to deal with is, is people who might want to take their own life or injure themselves. Um, and you know, you don't control them. 
you, you know, you don't, you don't have a guarantee that they're going to, to live. I mean, I, I, I have had patients um, who've committed suicide, you know, which is devastating. Um, so, you know, those are ways that uh, mental health people are, are very courageous. That's not for everybody, that type of work. Um, so, you, you know, I, I think going through this, uh, preparation for this podcast has kind of rem reminded me that I am a courageous person. It's actually mm -hmm. a good exercise. If you're, if you're listening, you know, go, go through your past, find out where you actually have been courageous, where, where you've been a leader, where you had balls. Um, because sometimes you know, we we feel like our balls get lost. Mm -hmm. What were you going to yeah. say? And I, I was going to say that, you know, it's a really good, um, you know, what you just said there about, you know, going back and looking back at, you know, where we were courageous because the the easiest thing to do uh, is to start comparing ourselves. You know, when you were saying was, well, I've not been in the army. I've not fought people. I've not done these courageous things that you see on on movies and tvs i don't have those big medals that everybody else but then you forget you look inside and say you know courage is the things that you find the most fearful things and you just take that step you know it's like it's that part where you're stepping in resilience you're stepping and doing something that's hard for you and it's very easy to be envious it's very easy to start comparing yourself you know to other people's other people's own measures of what courage is mm -hmm. and it's easy to shame ourselves on that for sure that's right you know when you're talking about some of the kind of macho uh, male figures on the internet mm. um i'm not saying that that's all all they are is macho but but they're they have a very physically kind of dominant uh presentation um you can kind of get lost in that that's the definition of courage when there's far more to it. It's, it's, it's really about inner strength. Yeah. Yeah. You see the social media kind of like aspects of it, don't you? you? Just like social media, you only see one side of it, but there might be something behind closed doors where, you know, like every human has that courageous and, and the cowardice, you know, we, we switch between them because there are many points where, you know, just looking at recently where I really fought, I've been fighting my the cowardice part was, you know, as a, as a parent, as a dad. And where I really discovered in the last two days has been amazing kind of insights where, you know, you put a boundary down and then you be courageous enough to stand your ground, standing your ground, being consistent and disciplined. I, I would say the most courageous things to do to say no to a, a something that's not right to you is probably the one of the most courageous things to do how many and cookies did, did he take <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's easy because I've, I've been working on this um uh theory i've been working on the five fractures and and i i kind of like label something differently and what i what i realized was where i'm lacking the reason why i'm struggling with say i'm struggling at the moment in my life with parenting and what's really showing up for me was what's where's my mindset at with this how am i mentally 
tackling this? How am I mentally seeing this? And I did some meditation on this. You know, I've got some help with a psychologist who's helping me with this, going through this right now. And I discovered a lot where I thought I had a lot of courage here, but that's where I, there's a muscle I need, really need to develop when it comes to say managing my boundaries, saying no and sticking to, sticking to my guns. This is where I, something I found was, oh, I don't feel that anymore. So, okay, it'll be all right. I cave in, you know, I'm caving in. Okay. You know what? Everything's all good, but sticking to something, following it through takes incredible amount of courage. That's right. Um, how about you, Chuck? Yeah, where, you know, where are you? Uh, or go ahead. No, what were you going to ask me? No. No, you first. No, you first. <laughs> I was gonna Welcome have to, to the nice speak show. Everybody. <laughs> it's polite to everyone. Everybody's first. Um, you know, where, where are you struggling with courage in your life? And uh, I also want to ask you, who are your courage role models? Oh, that's a great question. Um, where am I struggling with courage? Um, oddly enough, there's one of the things I'm working on right now, you guys know this, is I'm, I'm writing this book. And actually, the first chapter is on courage. Um, because I think that courage is the the virtue that all other virtues flow from. You can't have humility, honesty, tenacity, um, all of these different types of virtues that I talk about in the book. You can't have them without having courage. And so I, I use courage as, courage is actually your North Star. It's the thing that you have to have um, in order to do the other things that keep you in alignment with integrity. Faisal just had to grab his balls. He was looking <laughs> yeah, for him. He couldn't find him. There they were. He's back. He found him. But they but, just um, they just got delivered. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the dress. They arrived. Yeah. But fear is hardwired into us. It's a very natural, normal. In fact, fear is just a thing that helps us to keep us safe. But also, it can hold us back from growing and achieving and becoming who we are meant to be. And so if we give into the fear, um, then that keeps us, you know, keeps us safe. And when we're safe, we sort of, you know, stay in our comfort zone. The idea of courage is to actually get out of your comfort zone. The, current, the, the, the tension that happens is I feel fear, but I do it anyway. And it's that tension. That's the muscle that we have to learn to practice it, that when I have this sort of check engine light comes on inside of me and says, I want to shrink back. I want to not engage. I don't want to have this conversation with someone. I don't want to ask the girl out. And when we lean into that tension, okay. And, and if you think about growth, you know, a muscle in order to grow your muscle, it has to have tension. You have to do these reps with tension. And as you do the tension piece of it, then the muscle begins to grow. So that's why I refer to courage as kind of a, a muscle. Actually, I think all of our virtues are muscles. They don't come naturally. We have to, we have to work on them. Um, but when I think about publishing this book, I have all kinds of fear that comes up inside of me because I'm 
in this book, I'm raw. You know, I'm exposing some of those darker places inside of me. I am putting myself out there, so to speak. And there's this terror that exists within me of, you know, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? What are people going to, you know, what if it, what if it, what if it sucks and everyone, you know, like, like get canceled or something because of the things that I've said in this book, those are the kinds of things that start to rattle around in my head. And then I have to remind myself, Hey, I have to face the fear and do it anyway. So it's not just a one and done kind of thing. I think there's always going to be stuff that comes up for us, whether it's any type of thing that we start, whether it's you just, you decide to write a book or create a program or change careers or talk to the girl or whatever, you have to break through that resistance, that tension in order to get to the next place. And so if we don't have courage, then we're never moving forward. We're always staying back where it's safe. And I think that's the danger of it is that when we don't act with courage, we tend to play small, act small, and never really achieve the fullness. Uh, Ari's going to grab his balls. Got my um, balls. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> achieve the fullness of, uh, uh, of who we are and what we're meant to be. So that's why there's a lot of good, good puns important, here. Important. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot and, of important uh, stuff in, in being courageous. I've got to dumb things down a little bit after Chuck, <laughs> Chuck just uh, elevated things. Can I just say like writing a book that takes balls, that takes courage. Not only to, is Chuck writing a book, which takes a lot of courage. He's writing a book on courage. Like, what kind of balls do you need to do that? <laughs> he he wrote the book on courage. Um, well, yeah, that's one of the chapters is like courage. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's courageous. I mean, to live a virtuous life or to live a life of, of high values and high ideals is an act of courage because you have to step outside the norm. So, yeah, no, I just I'm giving you even, props even, for that. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, even even this podcast, us yeah. coming on here and and talking about some of our challenges. I mean, like I remember when you know Chuck and I spoke ages ago about doing a podcast. I just kept away from wanting to go on YouTube, wanting to go on video, wanting to do anything in the public eye because I thought it's because it's recorded, it's going to be there. Somebody's going to come back. And then criticize it, complain about it, be very judgment about it. I didn't. I didn't want like recorded evidence on there because I was thinking, well, you know, I want to go safe and do public speaking in real life, and no one's going to have that footage ever, anything again. But now, mm -hmm. here we are talking about balls. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're on the record talking about <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had the same fears about uh, being on social media. Uh, still do. Um, I, I, I'm kind of surprised, Faisal. I thought you you had gotten through that, so maybe you're, you've been facing your fear just more regularly than me. But I, I, I give you credit, you both of you credit for uh, getting my balls out there. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing of of you have to be you have to be vulnerable in order to have courage, right? You have to, you have to have the willingness to expose those vulnerable places inside yourself. And I think, you know, Brene Brown has done a lot of research on courage and vulnerability and that kind of thing. And uh, so she's a great resource, but that's, 
part of her thing of like, it takes an immense amount of courage to be vulnerable. And yet when we're vulnerable, that's when we connect with other people. And our greatest fear as a human is to be alone. And how we connect with others is a risk of being vulnerability. And in that risk is the, the chance to be alone, you know, to be excluded. You know, Ari, you asked a question about, you know, who are your role models, but, you know, courageous people. I mean, who are your role models? I mean, either of you, do you have any role models that you think, ah, you know, this is who I emulate? Well, I, I was thinking about that. Uh, and when I was thinking about myself as a therapist, as a psychologist, my, my willingness to enter into really uh, other people's painful experiences, you know, it could be suicidal, homicidal grief, um, de dealing with a new, you know, like cancer diagnosis or dis disability, you know, worked with a lot of people with uh, paralysis, um, all, all kinds of really uh, potentially painful experiences. And um, where, where have I gotten the strength to do that was actually from I give a lot of credit to to my original therapist that I had for many years, you know, who is with me in my own painful states and me questioning whether I wanted to live, you know, and, and the amount of time he spent with me, just sort of be, being with me as, as I was and, and holding that tension. Um, that that made such an impact on me like that takes tremendous strength so I, I always draw from him so th that's who came to mind for me w what about you Faisal I've had some great experiences of you know courageous people as well as experiences of non-courageous people like weak people and and you know, you draw something out of them, both of them. And I've had some coaches who have been incredibly brave and courageous and I've had the time spent with them. They they would say things, speak out in the moment where I would be like holding back and I'm saying, well, there's, there's a white elephant in the room, better not say that. They'd be like, hey, this is happening or this is happening. And, and they would have the courage. I remember one of my uh, coaches and... He was gentle, he was loving, he was kind, but he was courageous. He would say things that are on my mind and he'd say, this is what you're really thinking, aren't you? And, but you'd want to say this. I'd be like, yeah, that. And he says, you're afraid. And he would challenge me. He says, what are you afraid to say But you know, right now? Say it. And he'd push me to, to say things that I, I always felt too ashamed or embarrassed or maybe it's wrong. Um, so I've had some great models and also you can use guys, you know, I've seen on, on you know, TV as well, you know, how do they tackle it? How do they view the situation? What's their mental approach? What's their mental strength as well? Yeah. To have, to have, a, a coach like that who can just sort of see you almost and almost read your mind, um, and kind of teach you how to uh, 
to speak with like a courageous honesty is just such an amazing, uh, it's an amazing gift that I want to give to people. You know, we're, yeah. we're kind of in the courage business. Do you know, I was thinking the same thing you were saying that I was thinking, you know, sometimes, you know, when we are coaching, coaching, you know, men, sometimes we always share things that they can already get in books and on YouTube. But what are they really coming for? And what am I really going when I go for courage, you know, for coaching? It's really what I'm going for. It's, you know, courage. And I believe courage There's a really good book on this. Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. And he talks about the stoic virtues. And one of the stoic virtues is courage. And he believed that the justice was one of the, one of the most important ones because that helps us to get into courage. And without courage, nothing else will, nothing else will happen. And it's in those moments uh, of accessing courage can we really start to build what we really want to build. We were talking about courage. Do you, do you have a role model for courage? Somebody that you 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 look up to or you, you yeah, think about yeah. when when you need to get in touch with your yeah, boss? Yeah, you know, I have a, a few people that come to mind. Um. The first one is my daughter. You know, she's she's born with developmental delay, and so she's she's struggled her entire life with things, and yet the courage that I see in her inspires me. You know, her ability to kind of you know move past any disability and um, make it an ability for her. That's that's one person who I have learned more from her. Than I think any other person. Um, I also think, yeah, I also I love think that. that yeah, the people that tend to inspire me the most. I mean, I, I like David Goggins and these guys, and you know, you can get inspiration from that. But the people that tend to inspire me the most are the ones that have, you know, have a bit of a humility to them, and less of a vibrato and more of a quiet, I guess, wisdom to them. And so I think about people uh, that are, you know, spiritual leaders oftentimes, um, you know, I think Gandhi, you know, somebody that kind of comes to mind that inspires me. I mean, what an act of courage that that guy had to be able to really change a, an entire governmental system by just nonviolence, you know, the actual opposite of what we typically think of as, as strength. Um, so, so those are the ones, um, you know, like Faisal talked about stoicism. I love the Stoics, you know, Marcus Aurelius. Reading his meditations always inspires me because here's a man who was in charge of, you know, the entire, for at that at that point in time, really the 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 most of the world, and yet you can see in his meditations how he struggled, and that it wasn't mm. him just you know going out and conquering, but he was really trying to live a virtuous life. And, and so those are the, those are the people that tend to inspire me more people who have an, have that internal strength, the ability to, um, face, face fears, you know, head on, um, 
and to do it from a place of that internal strength. So, yeah, those are the ones that, I, that tend to speak to me more. Yeah, you know, as, as you're talking about that, it just made made me realize, you know, that, that mm -hmm. people's adversity uh, is often the source of their strength. Um, or, or can just inspire other people, like like you were saying with your daughter. And I've 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 worked with a lot of people with with disabilities over the years. Um, I even I still have a, a client who's got quadriparesis, you know, so he needs total assistance, you know. So um, it takes courage for him to just ask for the care he needs. I think that's a great point, Ari. Um, and, and to that, persevere, yeah. That where we find our strength is in our weakness. You know, I think the where yeah. where you find your courage is in the places that frighten you the most. And and when we tap into that resource, when we go, okay, this is this is the thing that scares me the most, and we do that, like that's usually inspiring to other people. So, yeah, I love that idea. And I think we're at even even the three of us, you know, we're we're wounded healers where we receive our wounds at is where we tend to want to help other people. You know, the, the wound of feeling like a coward, feeling like a nice guy, feeling like somebody who doesn't have balls, you know, that that's a real wound, a spiritual, emotional wound that we can take on. And and just the ability to read a book like no more Mr. Nice guy and do the exercises and then, you know, work through that part of ourselves that wants to please others and be a people pleaser. All of those things come from fear. And I think that, you know, when you find the place inside of you that you fear the most, there is an indication that that's where your purpose is at. This is great. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all turning our adversity, uh, turning some of our quote unquote yeah. weaknesses into strengths. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're making a, a career off it. Um, and you know, and we're being vulnerable. We're putting ourselves out there. We're serving other people, um, who also it's struggle easy. with it. Yeah. And it's easy to forget how many people around us are courageous every day. You know they're they're fighting a, a courageous war. I mean, my sister just went through you know second round of cancer, and her attitude has been incredibly inspiring. You know the gift that came from that adversity has been incredible. Um, seeing my son, he went through PTSD, OCD, and the challenges he had uh, for us to see as a family was incredibly painful. And when you read about stories, I remember reading about. Uh, you know, Honda, the guy who invented, you know, produced a Honda car. And during the time when he was building the cars, he would have all these designs. And if I recall uh, correctly, his factory got burned down, all his designs, everything. And then he had to restart again. And again, it happened. But he just carried on. The, the resilience, the perseverance was there. Whereas if you stepped into cowardice, you just you're going to victim and oh poor me this has happened to me again whereas courage the courage is this has happened i know the adversity but i'm just going to carry on i'm going to carry on and this is something i'm looking into myself is 
I, every day you have these small adversities and I'm thinking, how is this mentally affecting me right now? Am I going into complaining, criticizing, or am I just complaining about meaningless things? Or am I saying, hey, I'm lucky I have this opportunity to experience this and then and move forward from it. One of the things I see that courageous people do is they let go quickly and they just move on. And I really admire that in people. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the the, the take homes as we're we're wrapping this up. So being being able to let go and and persevere, I think is is one of the take homes for for courage. Tur- turning adversity into an opportunity uh, and into strength potentially is another take home. Uh, what's another one for you, Chuck? I think um, you know the take home of that courage isn't just something that appears overnight. I mean, it's something you have to practice and you have to do it over and over again. And, and I think that when you find those places inside of you that you're, that cause that anxiety, you know, like you said, it's an opportunity to increase that muscle and to practice that. So I think that, you know, if you are going to be a man of courage, you have to be a man who is willing to face fears. How about you, Faisal? How about you, Faisal? (laughs) Beautiful. Um, No, you you first. (laughs) (laughs) I would say when it comes to tapping into your courage, digging deep into your courage, as like Chuck said, don't be afraid to get help and support on this because it's when when we see other courageous people, when they model that for us, you know, it evokes our own courage. You know, when you might have a friend or relative or coach or anyone in your life and you really observe and tap into their courage, I believe, like cowardice, courage is contagious. You know, if you're on a ship and it's panic, you know, sinking and it's panicking, everybody gets, you know, uh, panicked on that one. But when you see someone of courage one of the things that when i teach about courage one of the persons i mentioned is sully who was the captain who landed the plane on the hudson river that guy had total frame control he didn't panic you can you can hear in his voice he was very much control of the situation i mean planes flying at at 2000 feet you lose engines but he calmly directed the plane onto the river and then his courage to make sure that everyone got out safely and then he came out was incredible. So don't be afraid to have people that you can role model. Love that. And I I like the idea of just um, making courage a a daily practice. You know, it could just be asking yourself, you know, what's the Mm -hmm. most courageous thing to do? right now. I was just teaching that to a a client this week. Um, I think it's, it's also mining your own history. Um, and, and and having a, a a broader definition of what courage is, it's it's not just sort of the kind of stereotypical, uh, Mm -hmm. masculine things. It's also being vulnerable, being, being willing to, uh, be honest with people can be a spectacular act of courage. Is there anything else you guys want to leave the listeners? 
just that we appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. I and mean, we've been kind of, you know, had a little bit of technical difficulty and uh, things like that today. I just appreciate everybody that kind of sticks with us. If you made it this far, bless you. <laughs> Chuck, you were a profile in courage today. <laughs> Getting through the technical <laughs> difficulties. Barely I barely noticed. It was, it was, it was flawless. Um, you know, let, let us know your, your stories yeah. of courage. Um, we'd love mm, to hear about it. We'll yeah. give you a, sh a shout out. So thank you for listening, everybody. Make sure to uh, like and subscribe and we'll see you again soon. You've been listening to the nice guy show the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. Until next time, keep living your best life. <laughs>